We're back, we're back, we're back. Part two. Let's go, let's go, let's go. <laughs> um, so we've kind of spoken about in our in our discussion of the storylines, we've also spoken about themes and why they spoke to us. So I guess we can move on uh from that. But another question, what do you think about the film's comment or treatment? Do you have any comments on the film's treatment of gender? This is just a moment, this is This is a moment where I just talk about my love for Denai Gurira. Um, and the scene where she hops on that fucking car in her red dress and shows them who's boss. So I just also want to say, I really appreciated that, that scene. And the reason why is, and I don't know if we've talked about this on the podcast before, but sometimes women are looked down on because of how they dress. Like, mm. oh, you're too dressed up and mm, can you even walk in those? Like, mm. is that even functional? Mm. But the Nigeria is here to show you that she can still look great in this mm. flowing red dress and handle a fucking spear yeah. and throw it and shoot it and fight. So I just loved it. And then using her wig as a weapon oh. and Nakia using heels. her shoe, oh. her heels to fight I was like, fam, this is a moment. We should just pause and just, exactly. This is Amayo. I think the part that was just the best for me was when, um, I still don't remember Daniel Kaluuya's name. I don't remember his name in the movie. Um, But but when the the rhino was like um, running towards her and it just stopped at her command. I just, who do you think you're playing with? Like, do you not know who Okoye is? Like, are you trying to use this? Like, do you, I was just like, what do you think you're doing? Like, she's the woman woman of this household. You don't understand. And then after that, when, when Wakabi now says, oh, are you, are you, you know, are you really gonna, what, is he, what does he say to her? He wants her to choose him. Oh. Yes. Oh, <laughs> Something about choosing him, right? And she says, no, yeah, my first. Wakanda. Yes, Wakanda first. Over my country, you know, without question or something. And I was like, that's how you put your priorities in yeah. order. Career over. Yes. Over. I don't know. I don't know if I can say, if I can say the N word <laughs> on the show, but career over these, these bros, these dudes. Like, it's never, it's ne- like, I'm, I just don't understand how he spent the whole movie on, you know, he chose the opposite. He chose not to be on her mm-hmm. team for an entire mm-hmm. movie. And then, you know, he, and then he turns around and is like, Oh no, but you should support me because of what? Because I say I love you. Like, can you follow that up with some action, my guy? Like, what is she really supposed to be? And geez, like men do this all the time. It was just so refreshing to see to see right. a woman who wasn't no, just so crumbling true. before some guy who said, "Oh, l- let me just you know sweet talk to you for a second. Yeah, <laughs> I also found it refreshing how he submitted. Yes, you know? he got on his fucking knees. He did. <laughs> Like, no, he, like, he he was, like, knelt down, (laughs) like, both knees, I was, like, yeah, bruh, like, you know, and also, I think the women just felt, like, 
strong and they just yeah. felt like grounded and they felt fully fleshed out. Yeah. They didn't feel like flat. Um, you know, from Nakia, like she's like, what did you, oh, what the audacity of T'Challa? He was like, oh, if you weren't so stubborn, you would make a great queen. She's like, oh, bruh, right. That's the <laughs> more reason why I would if make I a great to. queen. Right. If she wanted to be yeah. queen. Yeah, uh-huh. exactly. So that, and then from Okoye to mm. Nakia to on the queen mother to Shuri, fucking Shuri, yes. man. Like, yeah. Oof, she's fuck. like, just because something works doesn't mean it doesn't cannot be updated. Bro, you better oh, tell levels. him. Come on. Levels. In here. Damn. I, I also laughed at her sneakers joke. Sorry, guys. That was yeah. Oh, of course. No, of course. I laughed too. I laughed. I laughed. Yeah. I feel like that's sure. <laughs> animal. Absolutely. Yeah, and I loved, I think, I forget which article it was, but there was an article that said, um, it was great to see, you know, masculinity masculinity humbled mm-hmm. in this film by the different Ooh. women that grounded him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, you better preach because and actually in an interview, um, what's her face? Lupita was saying that like women in this movie were not behind the man, they right. were beside mm-hmm. him. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that is so true because, and <laughs> you know, as patriarchy tends to work, he's like, no, the woman should sit at home. The woman should do this. Uh-huh. No, if the woman's talent is that she is tax savvy, tax mm-hmm. uh, savvy, yes. let her do that and just see yes. how your country will flourish. Like, yes. if, if, if they had told Shuri to go and sit down and be hey. knitting, right. well, what will happen to the technology? right like so it's just like letting people come into their own and do what they're meant to do and just see how that will let you know everything just flourish and work mm-hmm. like it was it was also amazing to see shuri you know wielding wakanda's technology as such a young girl you yeah. know i don't know how old yeah. she's supposed to be but i thought i i was really reacting to I was really noticing how I'm used to seeing men in those roles, and mm-hmm. I think older men, but even mm-hmm. even a younger man would have that would have felt more comfortable, more expected. And so it was so I really had to kind of adjust and recalibrate to seeing someone of Shuri's age in that position where she's you know the most tech savvy, which is of course very realistic. I mean, my 17 year old sister can use social media, any any device better than I can. But um, to see someone not who's not just like the little tech geek who's like fiddling with her devices privately, but to see her running the country's technology and like um, mm-hmm. creating her brother's her brother the king's you know armor was like amazing. I just really respected and, and loved how um, age was kind of portrayed in in that way. Speaking of. Shuri and her brother, one of my favorite parts of the movie was their dynamic and how, you know, it's it was mm. this typical big brother, little sister, like, you know, kidding around mm. and ribbing, ripping off each other, loving each other, protecting each other, and supporting. Like, I loved it so much. And playing yeah. pranks on each other, it was, yeah, <laughs> it was one of my favorite parts of the movie. Yes. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's so true. Their little handshake. <laughs> <laughs> and also at the end like um t'challa dies oh mm. uh, well he doesn't die he's in coma oh and they put goodness. him on ice <laughs> guys just quick, quick quick sorry sorry we have to put some of a disclaimer that there are lots of spoilers in these episodes oh it's kind of too late medicine after death 
so we'll put it in the to description and shout yeah. spoilers yeah <laughs> I, I feel like if anybody had not seen it at this point it deserves to be spoiled for them yes. so <laughs> I, I have no apologies <laughs> to give anybody <laughs> so yeah so T'Challa is like a coma and <laughs> guess who brings him back to life right. women Ooh. You know, Nakia uh, brought the flower, the vibranium, and Shuri has the necklace. Excuse me. Uh, you have to be grateful for women in this film because yes. I don't, I cannot, uh, if you don't see it, then you must be blind because it's very <laughs> obvious. And it was just so great to see all of that in there. And I know mm. right now we're talking about women, but we got to talk about Mbaku. Yeah. Oh my god. I think I, he was like one of my favorite characters actually. Yes. Stole the he show. Was. Remember like when they were um in the mountains and then you know, they were all getting emotional, like, Oh yay, let's go back to you know and then he was like, Okay, this is like he just like destroyed the scene. Are like, you okay, done? Let, are you done? Yeah. Like, are you done? Are you are you are you done? Is he Nigerian? Like the actor. He's not. So he's, no, not. he's not. His name is Winston Duke. Yeah. His family is from Trinidad and Tobago. Uh-huh. Okay. But he he uh the Jabari tribe is, was influenced by you know Indibo. Mm-hmm. Is and it? That's the influence. Ibo Ibo people in particular. Okay. Yeah. So that's it. I was wondering. I was like, how many Nollywood movies did he watch? You know, <laughs> his accent was like I was I was convinced that this guy was the best. <laughs> Yeah, when he came, he was like, we have come from the mountain. <laughs> <laughs> it's challenge day. Uh, I was like, I like the first time I heard it, I was like, screw it. You like, know? Did he say, oh, I was like, what? <laughs> oh my goodness. That was good. That felt so, good. But yeah, the women in this movie. Yeah. Damn. Mm. I will say, yeah. I wish I had more of my, my queen, Angela Bassett. My queen, uh, Me too. because the the women really yes, because the women really challenged. Um, I think typical portrayals of women in such specific ways, like Shuri's young, but she's like the the whiz. Like Nakia is like, you know, queen material, but she wants to be on the ground, like fighting mm-hmm. for for justice. Okoye mm-hmm. is like super super femme actually, but like the head of the military. But then I felt like Angela Bassett's character was still kind of the regal and then mourning mother mother. yeah yeah Mm. and she's like such a huge actress as well that i just kind of kept thinking about her like she was i couldn't i couldn't she felt she felt like she was a secondary actor among the women and and i felt like that was very it was it was strange to get used to that because you can't ignore her she can't be relegated Mm. because she has blood acid and so i mean that's one thing that i wish i wish we had more time for yeah Mm, that's a great point. Yeah, thing was when you talked about women bringing T'Challa back to life and how they've been a support system. This is kind of this is very tangential, but I just it, it brought to mind Jesus Christ and the fact that you know he mm. was he was born by a woman. It was women who saw uh-huh. him when first saw him when he was re- resurrected. You know, like it was Aww. yeah, and how I don't know. And, and how like angle. yeah I know it's like yes. sorry it wasn't but essentially like we no 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 don't apologize no, no, like, no that's me. valid yeah the importance of women in Jesus's life and how 
yet mm-hmm. there are people who are saying debating whether women should be in seminary or whether you know women should be preaching mm. or you know all of these mm. ridiculous things when women were like an important part of Jesus's ministry and Jesus's life and yeah so mm. and um, aside Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. <laughs> deep dot com. True. <laughs> deep um, dot com. Yeka over here, and I think for me, like one of one of the biggest things that we've talked about, Shuri, over and over again. Uh-huh. And I think, like, I felt so like watching her character was super personal Ooh. for me, and I think for like a lot of STEM women um, that Ooh. I've spoken to about this movie, because like in so many ways, like being a nerd is not a cool thing. Right. Um, and so what, what her character does is it portrays the young girls and portrays the women in general that, like, be a nerd and live your mm. best life. Like, yes. you know, it's 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 more than just, you know, going into the lab every day and experiments failing. Like, you're actually contributing <laughs> to science and the world. And so we appreciate mm. you for that. So shout out to all my STEM women out there in the world. We appreciate you. Um, another thing that I think that I thought was great though, was just the idea of women supporting women. Like even though yes. they didn't necessarily have the same idea of how things should go with Nakia mm-hmm. and Okoye, like, but they still had right. the same goal and the same mm-hmm. vision and they worked together, you know, and right. I, I thought that that was something that was really, really cool. Mm. Right. So we talked a little bit about this, about Killmonger and his approach and his motivations. And my question for you guys is, what is the place of radicalism in the fight against oppression? What are its limits? Mm-hmm. So I'll read a quote from one of the articles that um, that I, I sent from The Atlantic, and I think it's by Adam Sawyer, um, who mm. is black and Jewish. I don't know if that's important, but mm. yeah, anyway. I was saying it's, it's always important where people are speaking from. Okay. Yeah. yeah, you know we can't assume we can't assume where this guy's speaking from as a black Jewish person, but wherever he's speaking from, it's important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so the quote is: "The sun will never set on the Wakandan Empire." Killmonger declares, echoing an old saying about the British Empire: "To drive home the point, to drive the point home as clearly as possible." He sees no future be- beyond his own reign. He burns the magic herbs Wakandan monarchs use to gain their powers because he does not even intend to have an heir. Killmonger's plan for black liberation, there should be an ellipsis between that last sentence and this one. Anyway, Killmonger's plan for black liberation, arming insurgencies all over the world, is an American policy that has backfired and led to unforeseen disasters perhaps every single time it has been deployed. So yeah, what what are your thoughts about radicalism and, and the fight against oppression and yeah, mm. if you have thoughts. Mm. Mm. Yeah, I think, this is the thing, I think uh, radicalism looks different, like it mm. can be expressed in different ways. So mm. while, like I said, this, and we've touched on this earlier, but like the hero that T'Challa became at the end of the movie was necessary. Mm. Be- it was due to Killmonger's radicalism and him challenging the way things were done mm-hmm. um, and that confrontation that happened. So there's definitely a place for being radical because without that, there's the tendency for things to happen the way they've always happened um, and for things to yeah, and for certain things to not be challenged and to be done in the same way over and over again. Mm-hmm. So I think there's definitely room there's definitely room and space for 
radicalism, but it, it, it shouldn't, or it doesn't have to look like the way, or it shouldn't take on the, the method that has been used by oppressors, if that makes mm-hmm. any sense. And that was a point that was being raised by, you know, the Adam and being raised by Raoul. Rahawa is like you want to deploy guns and like through unchecked means like mm-hmm. how has that helped anybody ever right, right. Um, and and there's a point where um t- uh killmonger mentions that um you know the scars on his body and how he got that by the people he's killed and how he had to kill even his own brothers and sisters mm-hmm. and this is a tangent but i just finished reading audrey lord's sister outsider and there's right. an essay where she writes about the invasion of Gren- uh, Grenada. And she mentioned that how, like, the U.S. was essentially testing out the capability of black men in the military to kill their own, to kill Ooh. other black people in other countries. Ooh. Like, that was, like, the testing ground for that. And so when I read that, I was like, wait a minute, like, Ooh. this just came up in Black Panther. <laughs> um, and him saying that was, like, anyway. So he was essentially, like, building himself up for this moment which was a moment of which on one hand was like yeah i'm being radical but at the same time was confused with this desire for revenge so there's just yeah there's a lot on there so i feel like killmonger doesn't represent like a pure definition of or like a pure like an aspiration to a pure form of you know workable radicalism, but or acceptable radicalism. But I think radicalism, in of itself, essence like in its essence, is necessary for any kind of movement. I like what you said about radicalism, radicalism in its essence being necessary for any movement because I was talking, I've had several types of conversations about you know right wing and left wing and. You know, when people tell, when people say I'm a centrist or like, why can't, be, why can't people be in the center or whatever? And, and I, mm. I, I tell people or one of the things I've said is that the extremes are important because, for example, yeah. the left wing people pull us either further left towards like progressivism or, you know, whatever. They make our yeah. politics more progressive or right wing, right wing people pull us further right. So like if there's this, there's this tug of war. And the center shifts depending on, on who is dominant at a given point in time. So, like, for how America has moved further right is because of, like, the Tea Party and how, you know, essentially the far left was kind of, I don't know if they were sleeping or whatever. Like, it was Shah asleep in some format, however it was, when the far right was pulling America towards the right. So, you know, mm. radicalism moves things it moves things in one right. direction or the other so radical people make our politics more more progressive or more regressive Make makes the center more progressive mm. or more regressive wow yeah and that's you know killmonger comes and then t'challa's position shifts yeah mm-hmm. yeah 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 exactly. yeah i really think you both are making really great points that I hadn't thought about before and I'll just add that um, this question made me think about um, Audre Lorde's um, quote about or thought about the master's pool and um, as much as I and I think a couple of a couple of others thought um, when Killmonger talked about you know reversing the world order so that 
you know, black people accessed more power and, and, um, uh, controlled more power. It just, it really, of course, kind of makes you feel as a black person that yes, I would, you know, you would love to see a world where we were on top. Um, but that world, I don't think can, can, can ever be, you know, in, in, in the sense of being, in the sense of reversing the world order as it is now, you know, I don't think we can ever fully undo, um, the work that white supremacy has done. We can't act like it, it never existed. We can't erase it. We can't just, um, you know, kind of empty those seats of power and fill them and expect, uh, you know, justice to ensue. So, um, I think radicalism is important because in many ways we, we, we have to kind of start, o- start over. We have to kind of aim to have a clean slate in, in the sense of we have to, we have to kind of create new systems of, of, of power and new, new ways of coexisting as different people in the world. We can't just kind of, uh, we can't fully be liberated in the current, um, system, in the current systems that exist. Mm-hmm. Um, so radicalism for me is it it means kind of imagining dreaming kind of trying to to think beyond um our current circumstances um to imagine to imagine um a whole a whole to imagine new systems yeah and um sorry something like came to my head and it flew out of my head again Sorry, go on. Write it down. In the meantime, I'm just going to say one thing. (laughs) Um, The other thing about radicalism is that being on the receiving end can be (laughs) uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And (laughs) it can feel, it can put one in the defense position. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is really for me and day to day trying to be more open-minded to like ideas that, you know, I mean, and not to say like, you know, people who are like trying to feed me misogynistic, sexist shit, racist shit. Like I'm going to be open-minded to that, but like people who are like on the same page as me, but like they're taking, they're like going somewhere that I, you know, or challenging certain things, ideas that I had. And sometimes it can be uncomfortable to be under that scrutiny and like Mm. to be challenged, but it's always good to keep an open mind. Cause at the end of the day, it's like about making, it's about, it's about bettering ourselves. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I remembered what I was going to say. Aha. Yes. So the whole thing about the new black world order, like if, okay, yes, let's Mm. say there was a new black world order. How will this be better than yes. any other he- yes. homogeny? You know, like how will it be? Right. How will yeah. it be a more just world? That doesn't like because a group is currently oppressed. That doesn't mean that mm-hmm. they're not currently oppressing other groups, other other yes. less mm-hmm. advantaged groups, and that doesn't mean that they cannot have the capacity to become oppressed to themselves. Mm-hmm. So right. you have mm-hmm. to. Mm-hmm. There has to be a. a it has to be check and ba- checks checks and balances. There has to be one of my favorite advices that I've ever heard is you have mm. to um, practice the craft of being good every day. Like it, it's not something you oh. can't like. You can't just say this will be better if this happens. Okay, it it might be better mm. for a little bit. It might be better for some people, but like 
we have to keep it at the back of our minds that being good, being what it's a practice, it's a constant state of being. It's an action word. It's an action, not just the. Mm-hmm. It's not static. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Second to the last. Any any other questions about um any other comments about radicalism and 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 all of that? Mm. Ooh, one last know. thing. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I told you I could talk about this forever. But when um Killmonger wanted to destroy the garden, yeah. it made me think because when in so the the movie differs from well at least the comic that I read by Tanahasi Coates in the sense that you know this story deals about Killmonger being his cousin yada yada yada, yada which we don't see in the comic book. Mm. But in the comic book that Tanahasi Coates right, he writes about the the cons of a monarchy mm-hmm. because if you think oh. about it like you know it's it remains in the royal family very much like england um mm. but it's like what is the downside to that how does it affect the peoples mm-hmm. and in tanahasi coates version like comic book series he writes about the unrest that is happening amongst the people so that was one critique i had personally when i saw the movie is i didn't really see how the royalty trickled down to the everyday you know mm-hmm. person uh-huh. on the street yeah. so i wonder even like subsequent movies like we get to see how how it plays out in the community perfect like, segue like. is perfect <laughs> so my question my next question is if wakanda is black utopia who does the wakandan project leave behind Ooh, indeed girl that's a, that's a great question, question. Mm. Wow. What do you guys think? And that question is so not my question. Let me just, sorry, disclaimer. Um, <laughs> that question is lifted from Rohawa. Um, is that her? Rohawa? Mm-hmm. The, yes. the, the author of, <laughs> the author of, uh, the Long Reads article that will also put, we'll put all of these articles in, in the description box of the episode. But yes, it was a question I saw. I was like, that- yeah, great question. That piece was mind blowing, by the way. Like, huh. so thoughtful. Mm-hmm. Like, just amazing. <laughs> oh wow, so smart. The question is like so complex. I don't even know. Like, I don't even. Yeah. Like, my, so like my brain you're is saying who does the? So mm. essentially, if Wakanda is Black Utopia, in the context of Wakanda as mm. it's portrayed, who do we think mm. is being left behind mm. in Wakanda? right now mm. like who do we think hmm. then also um in the imagining of wakanda as black uh, utopia as we are in the real world who do we think that imagining is leaving behind so right. is this wakanda pre killmonger or post killmonger <laughs> whatever <laughs> Post? Be- no, Let's because, go with post. because because so my mm. answer so so if it was Wakanda pre Killmonger when they didn't care about any other black person, then right. Wakanda is living out anyone who is not Wakanda. Okay. So that's anybody right. who okay. is in the diaspora, right? right. If it's post, okay, post, then it would be more inclusive. So this is the thing, and one thing I thought after leaving the movie, like damn. But Wakanda ain't real though. <laughs> right, right. 
but I'm thinking about because I mean the thing about Wakanda is like it has it has vibranium and then it's untouched and yada yada yada. But in the, the reality that we have now is that so okay, uh, I'm trying to phrase this because granted this uh, utopia and all these things are nice, but is it only ah uh, uh, gosh, Ooh, okay let me rephrase. <laughs> when there's no racism, what's left? Is there classism? Mm. Is there tribalism? Well, um, is there um, oh, for sure. and there was no mention of religion, but like for example, the Jabari they leave and they're in the mountains because they don't subscribe to the monarchy. Right, so is that um, and then the people who you know the royal family they're obviously rich, so right. <laughs> that's the that's the world that we were inhabiting this throughout the movie. But what about right. those who aren't? Mm-hmm. in the royal family like what's their life like right um and then it just made me think that like there were a lot of conversations about oh we gotta unite and you know black people come together mm-hmm. but it's like and i don't mean to be pessimistic but it's like when one problem is solved like because we're imperfect there's always something else that comes up yeah mm-hmm. and something that i saw mentioned in uh one critique i saw about this movie was like uh, LGBTQ wasn't represented. So in Wakanda, uh, there are no gay people or what. Right, right. And so that was one thing that was mentioned. Um, but yeah. that's a really great question about, you know, the utopia and who it leaves behind. But I guess in the technical sense of the word, if it's a utopia, then nobody should be left behind. <laughs> right. <laughs> but, but I do think in the utopia genre, there is often a group of people who it's a group that's marginalized in order for the rest of society to thrive. Mm. Um, yes. I'm thinking of The Giver. I'm thinking of this... Hunger Games? Sort of... Wait, was Hunger Games you talked about? No, that's Dystopia, no, my, my darling. <laughs> Never mind. But that's a good example because there is, like, there is a happy society in... Oh, happy is, like, a simple word to use, but, like, there's a society that's, like, rich, resourced, and then mm-hmm. the societies that participate in the Hunger Games you know they have to compete in order for that elite that one percent to keep hoarding all the resources yeah <laughs> they have to compete mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for the rest of them so so i don't know if we can i don't know like maybe there are examples of utopia where everyone is um accounted for but then there wouldn't be a story there right there wouldn't mm-hmm. be any conflict mm-hmm. so would we mm-hmm. even you know what would we learn from that utopia mm-hmm. Damn. But I think you guys already you answered the question though. Like in the imagining Ooh. of this Wakanda in in the Black Panther film, LGBTQ people were left behind. In, in yeah. the sense that there was no LGBTQ representation. You know, and apparently Which, in the comic books. There, exactly. There was, say yeah. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. There's like two two members of the Dora Milaji who right. are in love with each other, Ayo and somebody else. I thought Okoye was actually gay. I thought in the comic oh, book yeah. she had a like oh. she had a woman lover, but I guess it was it was a different. Well, I didn't know if it was Okoye, but I know there was yeah there was one called Ayo okay. that had a lover, but I forget her lover's name. Okay. Um, was it supposed to be Flora Kasumba's character? Is that her last name? Well, oh yeah, um, the one who's Ugandan or yes. uh, Ugandan, yeah, German Ugandan. I don't know. Yeah, she, yeah, was it supposed to be her her character and Okoye's character who were? Yeah, involved. like when she killed herself, right? Where she was like, okay, it was really hurt by that. Oh, not she didn't kill herself. Sorry, 
No, that when oh, someone was like killed when Kilmore killed, killed her. Oh no, 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 that was a light skinned one. No, that was a light skinned one. Oh yeah, there's that was another... somebody else, right? Mm. There's another one. Anyway, 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 yeah. The cocoa of the matter is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So like, if, yeah. like Shuri said, because something is good doesn't mean that it cannot be improved upon. So mm. I think that's yeah. I think that that question helps me think about how. Wakanda Black Utopia can be improved upon. All right. Absolutely. So, do we have time for one more question? Mm-hmm. Is this a good place to end things? It depends Ooh. how juicy is your question. It's not super juicy. <laughs> I was just going to say. It's not super juicy. I was going to ask you to reflect on why a movie like this came out now and what it must have taken to get made. But, like, I feel like we've kind of Ooh. talked. Have we? Do you guys want to? Do you, do you want to talk about this? Does Ify have it's, to... It's a valid question. It's a valid question. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good question. Okay. okay. All right. Let yeah. me re-ask it then. Okay. <laughs> Reflect on why a movie like this came out now and what it must have taken for it to get made with all the themes infused. All the things we talked about. Ooh. What, you know. Yeah. Talk to me. Ooh. Ooh. Last question. Okay, I think this the 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 roots of this film being able to come out go all the way back to the beginning of the Africa Rising narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, because growing up, you know, there weren't these representations. There was nothing like we were so far from these representations of Africa even being a desirable setting for a movie that controlled this type of that commanded this type of budget. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean in Hollywood. And so I think going looking back at the past several years where we've seen, you know, the rise of African fashion to um to be to be uh something that is demanded in um the the kind of couture fashion world to um seeing Afropunk um become a, a globe its own global phenomenon mm-hmm. to see African culture, you know, debatably problematically and and um also debatably very um affirmingly becoming uh uh trendy within that space becoming um stylish within that space um to to seeing um african african film uh continue to innovate um to see web series portraying um the the kind of stories that we have on the continent, the young, trendy, you know, millennials, you know, doing our thing, um, mixing our cultures with global cultures. All of these things, I think, all, had to happen before Black Panther could be something that was seen as um, uh, commercially feasible. Mm. Um, and these mm. and and all these hurdles uh, in hall in terms of uh, black actors being able to be successful in Hollywood had to be crossed. You know, I think Oscar So White had to happen for Black Panther to be made. Mm-hmm. I think Lupita had to emerge as this like phenomenon uh, as a as a dark skinned actress. Mm-hmm. I think Viola Davis had to emerge as a as a you know top build dark skinned actress. Um, Tanahasi Coates had to become the 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 rock star that he is. You know, so so many of these things really had to come together. So it's the I think the special moment has kind of crystallized a lot of that momentum into uh, this mm-hmm. film that we're all reacting to so um, emotionally. <laughs> yeah, that's beautifully said, Ifai. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Anybody else want to add to that? Um, I guess I could add to, to kind of what um, Ifani said earlier. Um, so I'm not sure it directly answers the question, but when she said, you know, just seeing all the money that went into the movie. Um, so in response to, you know, what had to happen, like for this movie to be made, it's like people are finally beginning to see the potential that we like black, like black people have and, and people know that, you know, we are yeah. purchasing power. Know, like, they, like they can invest exactly. Mm. Like we are a huge population and like we have all this potential and you know, like mm. you can like people believing in like us and knowing that they can invest in us and know that, you know, I mean, just, I mean, because I mean, when you think of you know black movies, you're thinking mm. low budget, mm. you're thinking you know random cast, I don't know, but then just seeing like and like these are like, top brands too. I mean, like mm. obviously yes, it's Marvel, so there's that, but. Yeah, just I think it was it was it was just great to see all of that went into the movie and the time, yeah. the production, the thoughts, the writing, everything. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm with everything you guys said. I think for this to have happened, the black consciousness had to be like not at an all time high, but it had to be high mm. enough where. The, the black consciousness was not just resonating with black people right um, but it right. was beginning to make other people uncomfortable Ooh, um, yes. you know for this to happen i think people had to die for this to happen you know we're talking about mm. ba- the black lives you know yeah matter movement right like this was this is all a culmination of every protest every march you know every wow. everyone's tears and I, I and i think that's why it resonates with so many people is that it's Mm. not just a movie you know people Mm. can go see black panther and be like oh that was a cool marvel marvel movie but for so many people this is like my kids can actually see on the billboard black people i actually saw a video almost made me teary-eyed of these two little boys who were like deciding who was t'challa and who was gonna be (laughs) killmonger and they were just like no i'm this one no i'm that one and the mom was like and this is why this movie is so important because my yeah. kids can feel like they can be represented. So I think so, so much uh, had to go into, into this movie, like why it had to be now at this time. Yeah. And going back to what you said about like, uh, you know, black lives matter and all of that in the midst of all of these, you know, really trying and hard to watch things and just news of, assault upon assault on bodies that look like ours it's just a moment of such mm-hmm. levity and maybe not levity yes. but like feel good like really really yes. joyful in the midst of all this yes. shit that it's just like ah uh, right this is a ray of sunshine in such a yeah yes and this is a and i want mm-hmm. to also say that like in addition to what has been said, I th- <laughs> um, a movie such as this coming out now is also because Marvel decided there was money to be made. Yep, yep, yeah, yep. that's true. <laughs> they're like, they t- yeah, they're like, it's ripe. Yeah, time is ripe. 
there's money to be made because because Black Panther the comic has existed for years. Yeah. Mm. It's not the comic is not new. Mm. Um and so other comic books have had movies being made and so mm. now is finally the time like you know the Marvel universe people were like hmm Hmm. Oh, this is the time when we can make money uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> of this movie. And and I actually read somewhere that like Wesley Snipes wanted to direct this movie a couple oh. years ago, and they didn't give it to him. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Tried to get and it. also, yeah, and also they, I think the Black Panther was offered to Ava to direct, and things didn't work out. Mm. Um. And then Ryan Coogler was born. <laughs> um, <laughs> Ryan Coogler had to be born. Ryan yes. Coogler had to have his life experiences be influenced by his upbringing yes. in California to have a dad who was part of the Black Panther movement mm. to have the life that he had mm. um, and to be in the right place at the right time with the right people yes. um, for this movie to happen. Like, There's just so much. It's It's like hard to even... My my mind is almost like straining. Yeah. To make, wow. Think about all the things that had to happen for this movie to happen, like with the people that it happened with, but also the time that it happened in. Yeah. Because also, I imagine like if this movie had come out, say when George Bush was in, was president, when oh, when Barack Obama was president, right. or now that we have number forty five, it's like <laughs> the time, man. <laughs> Like the timing, it's like damn. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so so (laughs) much for sticking with me and you know going on this Wakandan journey, journey to Wakanda. Mm. (laughs) What a journey! Uh, Wakanda forever. Wakanda Wakanda forever. forever. (laughs) Yes. Thank you. But mad props to Ifedo. Yes, well done, sir. Thank you. You guys, you you guys, like, brought the juice, though. You brought the conversation. You brought (laughs) the thinking. So, my props to you, to you guys. You guys, Mm. it it won't have been an episode without you. So, thank you. Mm. This is true. Okay, before we leave, (laughs) if I tell people where they can find you on the interwebs. Oh, yes. Everything is under my full name. And yes, I make people spell it out. <laughs> put some respect on it. So it's, Come on. You know, so it's I-F-E-A-N-Y-I-A-W-A-C-H-I-E on everything. Twitter, Instagram. I don't really add people on Facebook like that. My website, everything. Ifan Yawachi. So... Yes. Thank you so much Yay. for joining Thanks us, girl. For being on the episode. Of course, it's yes. really an Thank honor. You. Number Great. one fan. Ooh. It's crazy, like oh, being on the show after listening so many times. It's like, oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, girl. Yay. All right, homies. Of course. Thanks, guys. It's been real. So, uh, bye, guys. <laughs> bye. bye.